Glad to have you along again this week with the Tyson pre-show. I'm so excited that you decided to jump in. This week is going to be a second half interview with Jared Taylor, who builds custom fishing rods. If you haven't listened to episode one, which was last week, be sure to go back and listen to that. Some of this week may or may not make sense based on what we're talking about. If you're listening to this and you're interested in a personal coach to help you start that new hobby, get your business off the ground, uh, just life coach in general, reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. If you're interested in group coaching, we have something called a mastermind that I know Jared referenced last week, and he'll probably reference again this week. And so you can reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. That group is full of entrepreneurs and people doing very cool things. I know you want to be a part of it. So without any further ado, let's get into the second half of the interview with uh, custom fishing rod builder, Jared Taylor. Jared, welcome back, man. Hey, good to be back. So last week we wrapped up with life lesson. You know, if it's not hard, it's not worth doing. Uh, We were talking about you know, that uh, victory always comes after struggle. Struggle has to come first. Right. Um, And that little meme you keep for your kids, you know, be sure if you've got that electronically, send that to me because I need to blast my boy. I need to blast. Absolutely. Um, But I wanted to, I wanted to add, as I was thinking about that, I wanted to add to that a little bit about, um, well, now I just lost my train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> not supposed to happen. Um, but doing the hard thing, I know what it was. It was, you know, when you think about whatever it is you're doing, there's sometimes, most of the time, maybe there's an easy way to do it and a hard way to do it. Sure. And we always tend to take the easy way. But then when the hard way is the only way, the hard way is harder because you've always taken the easy path. Yes. Yeah. I saw, I I saw you kind of have to think about that. I did. I had to process it a little bit, but if, yeah, if, if, if you're not exercising your brain and, and, you know, doing those things that are a little bit more difficult. Right you're not strengthening those, uh, you're not, I want to say strengthening your mind, which mm-hmm. it, it kind of is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're not, if you're not exercising your brain, you're not strengthening your mind. So when, when those really hard things come, you kind of paint yourself into a corner. Uh, yeah. You're not, yeah, you're you aren't able to recall experiences or right. any of those other things to kind of tie into as, to help you through stuff. Right. I mean, as long as as long as you take the easy road, you know, if you come up to a decision or something you have to do and you can do it the easy way or the hard way, and you always do it the easy way on purpose because it's easier, the hard way then is just going to be harder when that's the only option. 
Sure. It's going to seem really hard and really difficult. Whereas if you choose the hard road, when you have the choice and take the hard road, then the hard times won't be as hard and you'll feel the reward of having chosen to do it the hard way when you had a choice. Sure. That was probably pretty wordy, but anyway. It was a little bit wordy, but I, <laughs> I, I followed you. I followed you. All right. Awesome. So hopefully awesome. everybody else does and, and we're good. Yes. So what, what are we saying? We're saying if you have the choice, take the hard road. Yes. Because you'll be prepared when the hard road's the only way to go. Yes. All right. So, so you uh, went to the Indianapolis Boat and Travel Show, uh, which I should, I should throw in for our, for our listeners because we have listeners from around the world. Sure. Indianapolis Boat and Travel Show is a pretty big event. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's one of the bigger ones. And I, I know they used to, they, they used to report it and say that it was one of the, the largest in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was a, a big deal. Um, 10 days long. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like its own little fair, like, Oh, very much so. fair. Right. Yeah. It's like its own. Yeah. Yeah. With, with rooms and, and, um, and not just rooms, but audit, yeah, auditoriums and, um, <laughs> shoot that, the, the, almost the whole state fairgrounds, it seemed like the convention yeah. center and everything else. So packed full of boats and RVs and fishing stuff and hunting stuff and travel stuff and yeah. everything else. So you went down there, you, you left kind of bummed. You thought, well, I didn't sell anything. Um, didn't sell very much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I stand yeah. corrected. That's all right. So very much. And then you started getting these one-offs, right? You started mm-hmm. getting calls for one-offs. Um, so walk us through what began to happen in the in those moments. You shared a little bit with us last week. Just briefly recap and then walk into walk us into where this thing really began to take off. Um so in the in the first year, I um, the first year, like I said, was a little bit more of a flop. There wasn't a whole lot of interest. Um, there was some people that were like, hey, I do like this, but I would rather have it in a different color. Um, so second year, I go back and um, I'm like, because I'm stubborn. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, yeah. You can. And my wife will definitely vouch for that one. um so i go back and i'm like you know i I think i know what what my market is now so i go back and and try this again and um get a little bit more interest because now i'm not necessarily the new guy on the street um there were people that were there before that you know just kind of walked by and they would look well the second time when i'm down there they're like that kind of brand recognition, almost mm-hmm. they see my face, they like, Hey, there's that guy that builds custom rods. Um, and there was a, uh, a, a gentleman there who actually had a booth caddy corner, caddy corner from our booth. Um, okay. just a couple, a couple things down. And, and there are some significant downtimes with, a show as big as the indie indie boat sport and travel show. 
Um, like I said, we're there for 10 days, basically nine or 10 o'clock in the morning till nine or 10 at night. Mm. And so midweek, there's some downtimes. And the guy who was caddy corner from us came over and we just started talking and making that, um, making connection, talking about fishing. And I found out that he was, uh, he was an avid fly fisher. And I um, had made some fly rods before and had uh, talked with some guys that own a fly shop in Indianapolis and got some feedback from them about what I could do to make the rods better. Because here, you know, these guys handle literally thousands of things over the years. Why not get professional help from something and from someone who, you know, has expertise in an area? You're not an idiot for doing that. Matter of fact, no. you're pretty dumb if you don't, especially right. if you have that that kind of contact. Mm -hmm. um, so I, anyway... We, uh, the fellow Brian comes over and he starts talking to me about, about things. And, and he says, yeah, I, I collect custom rods. Um, but the builder that, that I used to buy off of passed away a few years ago. Um, and he said, I, I think that I want to take a chance on you. I said, okay, what are you looking for? And, um, he kind of describes this thing, you know, he wants something that's just quite a bit different, not definitely not something off the shelf. Okay. So, um, so he, he contacts me about it and, and, or we start, we start talking about it and I'm like, Hey, I, I think I know exactly what this guy's looking for. Um, and, you know, in my researches and everything else, I, I say, well, you know, Hey, we could, we could do something like this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, let's, <laughs> let's do that. So he puts deposit money down because it was, it was a, a definitely a, a boutique higher end mm. blank and, you know, not something that you can just go anywhere. Not even something that you can go to a lot of my suppliers and buy oh. because it was a handmade blank. And okay. um, so I'm like, okay, well, and anyway, I build that up for him and, and he calls me and he's like, he's ecstatic about this thing. He's like, man, this thing is fantastic. And it looks like, and this, and this was the crazy thing. He's like, man, it kind of looks like this fly reel that I have uh -oh. um, that has this small mouth bass flank on it it looks like the the side of a of a smallmouth bass hmm. and i'm like you know what you're you're right it it kind of does look like that and he says you know what i have another another uh one of these reels that have something else on it he said uh how would you feel about trying to make a rod around the reel that I have. And I was like, dude, I, I'm all over that. That, that lets me, <laughs> that lets me really. Yeah. Experiment a lot. And he's like, Hey, that, you know what, let's do that. Let's, uh, I will give you free reign. And, and literally with, with both of those builds, the, the, the small mouth one, um, and the next build, he was like, 
Um, the only thing that I want to tell you is what, what weight rod I want and what length I want. And I'll let you do whatever artistic thing that you want to do on it. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, well, dude, that's, that's awesome. Hmm. And, um, I, I still build for this guy. He is, and, and I hate to now, now how, call somebody a favorite. How, <laughs> wait a minute, before, before I allow you to, yeah. to slip on that banana peel. Yeah. How long have you been building for this guy then? Um, I, and this is purely a guess. I'm going to say somewhere around eight or nine years, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that. Okay. Okay. All right. So you got this guy and he comes to you and he's like, the guy who used to build my custom rods passed away. Yeah. I'm willing to take a chance. I've seen your stuff or whatever. I'm willing to take a chance. Yeah. And he steps out in faith um, with you, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you, you take the opportunity, you seize the opportunity. Um, you see where this could go. So you, you go for it. Um, I think there, I just want to pause for a moment because we got to keep our eyes open for opportunity, right? Yes, absolutely. And if we continue to term ourselves, you know, I hear a lot of people when I coach them, I'm just right. I'm just a rod builder. I'm just a teacher. I'm just, and that's just absolutely demoralizing and self-defeating. Yes. Right. Um, but people, we do that to ourselves all the time. And the result is we don't see opportunity. Sure. Sure. You got your blinders on because you, because you label yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, now you see opportunity though, because you label yourself as well. I mean, the reverse is true. You label yourself. Hey, I'm a rod maker. This guy wants a custom rod. Let's go for it. Let's see what I can do. And it goes back to what we had talked about too, about pushing that envelope. Yes. Right. And seeing what we can do. Um, And if you've got a customer who's willing to let you push the envelope with them, well, here's your banana peel. Yeah. They become your favorite. Yes. And uh, um, like I said, I, I, I really ca- I have to carefully choose that word. Sure. I will say, and I, I won't say he's my best customer. Okay. That's fair. But he is. <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean that because he lets me be me. Yeah. He lets, he, he, he comes to me with something and he's like, Hey, I want to do this. I, mm-hmm. I need a redfish rod. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? And, and he'll spill it out or, Hey, I got a new reel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about ordering this particular reel, or I found this on eBay and I need you to build a rod around this. I'm somewhere around 10 or 12 rods that he has just said, Hey, I don't really care what it costs. I want you to build X for me or Y. Mm -hmm. And, and he's, and he still has 
maybe another five or six that's in the queue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me pause you for a moment here. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a key lesson here that you taught me, um, you know, and I've only been at the knife business for about six months. So I'm way rookie level at knife in comparison to your level of, of rods, but you taught, you taught me something. And that is when you go into business for yourself, pick and choose your clients. Yes. You choose the clients. Yes. Not the other way around. Yes. Um, and it sounds like you've done this very well. Mm, there have been there have been some hiccups. Okay. Well, yeah, there have been some hiccups. How did you? Can you share with us how you came to that conclusion of you know what? This is your business. This is your art and your craft. You choose the clients you want to work with. How? What? How did that thought process get? How did that start with you? Because it's um, a great. It, it, that is a golden nugget of wisdom for people who starting their own side hustle. Sure. Um, one of them, one of the things that kind of a red flag for, for me mm-hmm. with, with a customer is somebody who is really wishy washy about what they want. Okay. So, so you get a customer that, especially when you're in the custom business, um, if you get somebody that's like, Hey, I want to do this. No, wait, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then 30 seconds later, they're like, eh, I don't know. What about, what if we were to do this? And um, not saying that that's bad all the time. Right. But, but somebody who wants to change things midway after a point that it really can't be changed anymore. Sure. That's not something that you want to get into. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to be in that where you are out time, money, material, mm-hmm. and, um, you don't without a finished product and then they want something different. So yeah. it's not, it's not something you want to, that you really want to, you don't want to foster that relationship with, with a customer like that. Yeah. Um, uh, another one is the customer who tries to cheapen every part. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hey, you know, well, I saw this for 30 cents less over at a, <laughs> a different store. Yeah. Um, that's asking for trouble, especially when you're in, when you're in the business, like in custom business, like you and I are. Right. Um, because a lot of times those cheaper parts and the cheaper components are just that they're junk. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you don't want to use them because, Hey, I'm the one that has my name on that. And if it falls apart, that reflects on me. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, and I think, you know, you and I had conversations too in regards to picking your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things that you had, you had mentioned to me in, in picking your, picking your customer, you know, set that price point where you think it should be, um, you know, yeah. where, the, 
Um, not necessarily like what you just said. I mean, well, if they come and say, well, I can get this 30 cents cheaper over here. Well, go ahead. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. cause I'm not going to feel good. I don't feel it's fair to knock 30 cents off. You don't think it's fair to pay the extra 30 cents. Yeah. So neither one of us are, this is not a win-win situation. Right. Away. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and like I said, you and I talked about this. There is a point where, you know, all parties are happy. Yes. And that's, and that's where you need to, that's, that's the goal that you need to, to search for. It's when, when I price, when I price out things, I tell the persons that, you know, my basic labor rate is X. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times the components will be somewhere around this. And, and a lot of times I'll give them say, Hey, you know, we can go this way with this, com with, with this rod blank and these components. Um, this, this other one will be a little bit more expensive or we can do this a little bit cheaper. Um, with still using high, higher end stuff, you give them kind of a, a three tiered option. And I actually learned that from my older brother. Yeah. Um, because if you give somebody too many choices, a lot of times that kind of comes back yes, to in your face. Absolutely. So you kind of narrow down through an interview, what they want. Um, you, you say, look, this is my labor rate. My basic labor rate is this. If you want any artistic add-ons, mm -hmm. if you want uh, thread wrap, if you want uh, feather inlays, if you want, um, more customized grips or if you want my my specialties uh wood burning mm -hmm. the grips and and adding pictures to the grips um if you want any of those things those are you know priced at x or more yeah and and if you lay that out and say this is what it's going to cost and they say, well, you know, that's too much. What if I give you this? And I'm like, no, you didn't hear me. This is what I said it's going to cost. Yeah, and if yeah. you want it cheaper, you can go somewhere else. I don't right. need the work. Yeah. Now, if you're starving, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't need the work. I don't need the headache. I would rather spend my time with my family. And if you want to take away from my family time, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars. Right. Yep. Because your time is your time. And yep. don't cheapen yourself for someone else. Yep. Well, you can, you know, you can, you can go get more money. You can't get more time. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's, Let's get back to the story. So this guy comes, he wants you to build this custom rod. Right. Um, and so you build it. He likes it, I assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else yeah, he's still, yeah. Yeah, he's he's tripping over it. It's, you know, his baby now. Um, so he comes back to me and like I said, he he gets, he starts going hog wild and saying, hey, you know, we should, I should start getting more of these reels and just having you build rods around them. 
So he's going out and, and I know there's not a whole lot of your, well, I shouldn't say that there might be some of your customers who are into high input fly fishing gear, but this guy gets um, all these able brand reels. Um, they're made in Colorado and they have all these hand painted schemes on them. They have artist themes and, and things that look like the sides of fish, but they're all hand painted. So he goes out and spends like really significant money, even as far as fly fishing equipment goes, very, very significant money. Um, 800 to $1,500 for each reel. Hmm. So, you know, a ton of money. And he's like, Hey man, I got a new reel. I want you to build a new rod around this reel. <laughs> and so his goal is that for all of these fish species that he gets a reel for, he likes me to build a rod that represents the reel and is built around the reel and looks cool. like the fish species. And yeah. he wants to go catch that species on that reel with the rod that I built it. Nice. And like I was telling you before, I've built maybe 10 or so rods for him. And I've probably got another somewhere between four and six yeah. in the queue, so to speak. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, so you have, um, and talk to us about, there's two more things I want, I want to pull out. Yeah. Um, you were invited to a world rod build off. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't recall if you actually went or if the timing was off on that and you weren't able to um, be involved in that or not. Well, I've, I've done. Okay. So I have participated in two Two or three, I can't write. It's hard for me to remember right now. I think I've I've been in two of them. Have okay. been invited. Had an invitation is kind of a loose word. It's kind of a sign up thing, but it's um, but it's it's fun because you're literally like rubbing elbows with some of the best builders in the world. Yeah. Um. So I've competed, like I said, I think I've competed in two. Um, the first one that I competed in, I got 10th. Cool. I, yeah. Really? I think 10th. Wow. That sounds right. 10th in um, the world? Yeah. I mean, that's it's kind of skewed. It's okay. Because they're it's not, not everybody in the world was participating. Well, so okay. I did really well. I was really proud of the rod that I had made. Um, mm -hmm. I got a lot of, uh, attaboys and pats on the back and pats on the butt from other guys around the world, you know, that are, are the guys that everybody looks up to. Yeah. And, and just, and, and befriending them and, you know, now, we call each other on a regular basis and that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much fun. It really is. It's a really good community. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I like it. It's yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. Well, and it's just um, it's affirming, right? When you somebody at that level pat you on the back, yeah, and they recognize your work. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, it's motive. It's affirming. It's motivational. Absolutely, um, all of the above, um, for sure. I think that um, the other thing I the other thing that I wanted to cover, and this is for me, um, as we get ready to wrap some of this up. Yeah, this this for me kind of still blows my mind, having known you most of my life. Sure. Um, now you build these rods, all these custom colors, etc. Yeah, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Okay, so um, for our listeners, you probably think this guy has amazing eyesight. Well, actually, he probably does. But go ahead and let the cat out of the bag, Jared. Okay, so um, like I was saying, and and this is one of those things where uh, you know that old saying about God uh, equipping. He doesn't call the equip, but he equips the called. Right. So I'm colorblind. I am red, green, colorblind. And yeah, that's. So here's a, so for our listeners, if you're listening to this, I want you to think about this. Here is a guy who is colorblind, building custom rods, entered a world tournament, placed 10th in the world, and he's colorblind. Um, now you have a process and I won't get into it, but it does involve your better half. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, I just think that that's so inspiring for people to realize, you know, here's something that started as a hobby, something you just wanted to do on the side. Right. Now you're, now you're building these things and your rods aren't, I mean, they aren't cheap by any means. No, no. Because you're building some high-end, really nice stuff. Sure. Um, and you're colorblind. You're full-time EMT fire. Yet you find the time to live out your artistic passion. You find the time to find the win-win with your skill set, with your customer. Yeah. And you're okay with letting the other customers walk. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Why don't you, at this point, I, it, it's a completely inspiring story. Um, there's so much more we could get into over, you know, we could have gotten into over these past two episodes, but why don't we'll just, you just, we'll just do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll just do it again. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go ahead and just shamelessly self-plug? Um, if you've got Instagram, Facebook, whatever, how, if, if somebody's listening to this and they want a custom rod bill, cause I know we've got listeners all over the world. Yeah. And they may want a, a custom fishing rod bill. What, um, how can they get a hold of you? Um, I have a Facebook, uh, my Facebook business page is J Taylor rods and that's okay. spelled just like it sounds okay. J and not J A Y, but just J. Taylor rods. Uh, and then my Instagram page is J Taylor custom rods. Okay. Um, and feel free to kind of look around and, you know, if you see anything you like, or if you want to talk more about it, um, if 
if I can't build it for you, I guarantee that I can find somebody who can. I have a pretty big network of guys literally all over the world that that build. And it's like I said, it's it's like you said, Tyson, it's definitely an artistic outlet for me. And it's it's kind of part of my self-care. <laughs> <laughs> it's it um yes, I can tell you um that for me building knives is therapeutic. Absolutely. For sure. for Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I want to thank Jared for being on. Uh, If you are looking for a coach or you're looking for someone to help you take the next step in your hobby or your side hustle uh, or in life in general, reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, I know I can powerfully serve you and your dreams to help you climb the mountain and own it until next week. Out. Mm -hmm.